This is the Capness HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Capness. Hello, and welcome to the Capness HR Podcast. Our guest today is Jacqueline Letterstow Bethel. Jackie, are you ready to be great today? I am ready, Jason. Yes, I am. Jackie is a wife, mother, sister, and friend. When she's not busy fulfilling these roles, she is deeply immersed in her passion for human capital development as a learning leader. Jackie's career spans the fields of education, human resources management, tourism management, and marketing. Her roles have included Director of Recruitment for the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas, Director of Development and Vice Principal for a leading K-12 school, Adjunct Faculty at the University of the West Indies, and the University of West Indies Project Liaison for HR.com's Inspired Leadership Simulcast. She currently shares her talent for people development through her role as Training Manager for the AML Group in the Bahamas where she has oversight for design and facilitation of the group's leader development program. AML Foods Limited, with some 1,000 employees, is a parent company for the chain of Fresh Market and Solomon's Grocery Stores, the Costright Club Stores, as well as the Domino's Pizza franchise. Jackie is a native of Jamaica and has lived in the Bahamas for over 20 years. She is an avid reader, a fan of international culture expressions through travel, and a certified chocoholic. Jackie, I'm a chocoholic as well. <laughs> Oh, great. I feel at home then, Jason. Yes. How are you doing today, Jackie? I am excellent. I fully recovered from the flu and I'm, I'm ready to go. And I, I thank you for this opportunity as well. Well, thank you. So, <laughs> so what's keeping you busy? What's keeping me busy right yes. now? Yes. Okay. Well, we're going into the second cohort of the leadership development program that you mentioned in my biography. We are beginning the second group of leaders going through this program. And so I'm, I'm very busy with that now. I'm, I'm very proud of that program, by the way. So Jackie, for the leadership program, is it based on a certain industry that you bring in or a certain level of leadership in, in the industry? Right. Well, our industry is a retail um, industry. You mentioned that um, the AML Group is a mother, is a parent company for a chain of retail stores. There's a, a fresh market stores, which is similar to Whole Foods. And then there's a, the regular supermarket uh, chain regular. Then we have Cost right brand that is the club store, similar to say a Sam's club store, and it would have been the senior leaders. So the district managers and the store leaders were a part of the the program. Uh, it lasted for six months, and it, I don't know if I if I can tell you a little bit about it. Yes, that'd be great. It, it, right, and so the the program I called um, Excel. The acronym is EX, full stop, C, full stop, E, full stop, L, full stop. Well, L, apostrophe, not apostrophe, exclamation mark, I'm sorry. And the acronym embodies the philosophy of the program, Jason. So we want our leaders to exceed expectation. So that's where the EX comes from, exceed expectation. Then we want them to champion core values. And the focus on core values was an important aspect of the program. Then we want them to elevate others. They are responsible for nurturing other leaders in their care. We want them to elevate others, and then we want them to lead courageously. And we have seen a transformation in the organization since these persons have passed through the program. Persons have commented on how changed the leaders are. They are more approachable. They are uh, more concerned with uh, generating this partnership with their teams as opposed to this top-down. Persons, even the leaders themselves, say that they're more self-aware. 
People don't realize how much the leadership has to do that's being approachable sometimes. Correct. Yes, yes. And there, there was a focus on helping their team members understand the purpose for their jobs. So they had, I, I built into the program back in the operations exercises. And so after a session or so, they would have to go back and execute certain things over two or three weeks or even a month or two. And one of the activities was where they had to have conversations with members of their team where they say, what is your purpose? Or tell me what you do day to day and then connect the real purpose of that task with the purpose of the broader organization, the overall organization's mission. And that caused a lot of light bulb moment in the organization. People talked about that tremendously. So when the program starts, I'm sure like different leaders are there different levels of leadership. Like some have it already, some need a lot of help. How do you work around that? Yes, some have it already and it became reinforcement and a revisiting. And they, they then, the, the very senior person who I guess had it already became my champion. And they, they were advocating and they would make sure their team members were actually doing what the exercises required. So you, you are correct. There were, there were basically two levels. Some who had it before and they were going through this as a reminder. And then some who were hearing this for the first time. So Jack, you, you do HR for different industries. Have you experienced like different ways that you have to do HR based on the industry or is HR, HR, wherever you go to? I believe it's... It might be based on the industry from if, if I could go off the top of my head, because the, the approach you would take for recruiting, say, at an Atlantis, is the, a different approach that you would take for the educational industry. You know, as a, as a school leader, we would have taken a different approach to competence and, and experience was far more important when I was hiring a teacher, as opposed to maybe when I was looking for a bartender or uh, what you call the guys, who, the lifeguard, because we could have taught the lifeguards what to do. But it's, it, you need to have a competent teacher walk into the classroom on day one. So the approaches were different. Jackie, let's yeah. suppose someone's graduating, graduating from college this summer and they want to be an HR professional. What advice uh-huh. do you have for this person just starting out in HR? They need to find a mentor. They need to find somebody who has been there and done that. And they need to have that person, uh, and I guess depending on the, their location as well, you know, the industry may, may differ from state to state, I'm, I'm not sure. But they also need to, so that's number one is to find a mentor. And number two is to make sure they're reading widely their field. Jackie, next, can you talk about time you were success in the past, what you learned from the success and what we can learn from this? I would have to go back to the time when I was director of development for the K-12 school. And I was responsible for spearheading and, and leading the school's 50th anniversary celebration. So I was leading a large committee that comprised of board members of the school, faculty, uh, teachers, uh, students, and parents. And what I learned was that as a leader of that committee, I had to have a very clear vision that I was able to articulate in a number of ways. And what I did was I distilled what I wanted to accomplish for that year into three words. And so I coined this theme for the 15th anniversary celebrations and the three words were spirit, scholarship, and service. And that became our mantra. And that vision, that mantra, that philosophy guided all of our activities for that entire year. And it, it, when we got sidetracked, then that's, we, we went back to that. And so that is what persons can take away. You must have a clear vision that you can articulate uh, as a leader. There was a culminating, there was a culminating event, and a, a banquet, and that was, it, it reminded me of the Academy Awards. I bet that was a great event. That's great advice, Jack. Jackie, next, talk about time you failed, what you learned from this failure, and what we can learn from this. 
All right. So, so I'm going to take the position, Jason, that in, in my career, I don't think I've had any failures. If something did not go right at work, it's because there was a mismatch between, say, expectations and maybe the resources. So I, don't, I cannot identify a time in my career when I beat myself up. So, bef- so in order to, do, to find you this example, I have to go back to my college days. This is where I felt like I had completely missed the mark. And I'm going to share that with you. Um, my first year in university, I had to do supplemental exams. And supplemental exams means that the university is not convinced that you know what you said you put on the exam script. And so they give you an opportunity to take the exams for a second time after you've gone through maybe six weeks of remedial studies. And so I did the remedial studies and went back into the exams and I passed with flying colors. Here is what I learned, Jason, and that I used in my career later on is that I was ill-prepared. So you will fail if you're not prepared. That that was a lesson. I was ill-prepared. I used skills in university that I thought I had from high school. High school is a different thing from university. And I needed to step up my game and I did not do that. And so I learned that I had to connect with people who knew what would be on the exam or the possibilities. I had to find past papers. I had to find the right tutorial to gather my remedial study. And so that's what I learned. I was ill-prepared. And you cannot rest on past achievement. I was an A student in high school, won awards every year. And I thought that, okay, first year of university, I use the same skills. I needed to widen my scope a little bit. And that's what I took away from that failure. I really beat myself up that year. It's amazing how many students are make A's in high school and, and they just are totally unprepared yeah. for college. Completely. I was completely unprepared. It's a different set of skills, different set of interactions that you needed. And Jackie, just our guests to know, where are you located at? I am in the beautiful Bahamas. There's 700 islands, but I live in the capital, New Providence, Nassau, New Providence. And our business, the ML Group, extends from Nassau to the other island, Grand Bahama. Uh, as well. Jackie, next, talk about someone who's helped you in the past and how they helped you. Okay, that is easy. I would have to speak about my mentor. Uh, when I was still in university, he gave me an opportunity to work at the Bahamas' largest populations and communications firm as an intern. And the skills he taught me, I am still using that to this day. He taught me about writing press releases and I still do that. So even my program, I write press releases to advertise what we're doing with the AML company. He taught me how to distill information to be on radio and television. So I had to do a lot of television interviews and every role I've had, Jason, I've drawn on those skills. So we had the graduation exercise for the first cohort of leaders in the program and I did a video reflection. I had them recorded and I edited it with someone on an iPad. The same thing I did for the 50th anniversary celebration when I was at the school. And I actually wrote a tribute to him on LinkedIn. So if persons want to go to find out about Mr. Basil Smith, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to mention his name. You can mention his name. I owe him. I owe him a lot. And I, the, the title of the article is a gift that kept on giving because that was 20 years ago. And I'm still using the skills that I learned under him specifically. I can credit, I can credit him, Jason, those skills, for sharing those skills. Yes, people often underestimate what a great impact, a great boss, a great mentor will have in your career. Oh my goodness. Oh, I can't tell you. It's immeasurable. Tell us something about yourself most people don't know, like your close family knows, close friends, but most people just know you day to day, don't know this about you. They may not know that I'm from a large family. I, I am the ninth of 10 kids. So there are five boys and five girls, and I'm number nine. So it means that I had to learn very early to speak up, Jason. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, if not, you'll get drowned out. Uh, that's a big family. I'm from a large, yes, I'm from a large family. And I grew up on a farm, which was okay. quite nice. Yes. That's great. 
So, Jackie, I understand you have a book to recommend to our listeners? Yes, Jason. About 10 years ago, maybe even more, 15 years ago, I found this book called 1001 Ways to Take Initiative at Work by Bob Nelson. And it is a toolbox of ideas about how to take charge of your job and your career. So you create opportunities. There, there are many, many success stories in here. In fact, 1,001 success stories in here about ways to create opportunities. And it's about self-leadership. There's an example in here of the, the engineer who came up with a post-it note, Jason. He got tired of, his, um, of the bookmarkers in his hymnal falling out. And so he, he, he came up with the idea of a post-it note. So another example, really quickly, a young lady who uh, was a waitress at a very swanky restaurant in California. And persons kept asking her about T-shirts and you know, memorabilia that would have the restaurant's name on it. She got the financial information, promoted it to her boss. And next thing you know, they are creating these T-shirts, cups, and so on, souvenir items that were added to the restaurant. And they credit her with, her, with that idea. And this is a fantastic book for anybody to buy. And you still use a book on a day, every day, pretty much, don't you? Absolutely. It's bookmarked. It has, it's by Bob Nelson. Jackie, we'll come to the end of our talk. Can you provide any last words of wisdom or advice to our listeners on any subject you want to? I would, since I'm responsible for the leadership program here, Jason, I would say that I would want to share just a, a quick tip or some quick tips from a message I heard from Indra Nui. She is the CEO of PepsiCo. And everybody's familiar with the five C's of selecting a diamond. You know, there's a, the clarity, the color, the cut, and the confidence in the, in, the, in the certificate. And she talks about having, if you want to be an effective leader, you should have five C's. And I'll just list them really quickly. First of all, you need to be competent. So you need to have hip pocket skills that you can offer. You need to be the go-to person that persons identify. And in order to be competent, you always need to be a constant student. Then she talks about having courage and confidence. So you can be competent, but if you don't, if you if you're not courageous about what you believe and about the knowledge that you have, then what is the point? And that's, so that's a pair of them. And then thirdly, communication skills. Always invest in communication skills. So that's the third C. As a leader, you're always going to have to rally the troops and always going to have to distill complex subjects into simple material. So you must be able to have written and oral communications. And then the fourth C is consistency. You must be steady and reliable as an effective leader. You can't be flip-flopping. And then fifth and finally, you need to be directed by a compass. You must have a true north, which is your integrity. And that I gathered from Indra Nui, the CEO of PepsiCo. Some, she gave a conference or a talk at a conference in 2011. And that is what I would like to offer to my listeners today, Jason. Yeah, I especially try to get people to get, start doing public speaking. I try to tell everyone, hey, you know, you got to have yes. a, be able to get in front of people and talk and defend your idea and convince them to do what you want them to do. Yeah, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. You, you're correct. Jackie, thank you for being a guest on our podcast. Really appreciate your time. You gave us a lot of knowledge and we really, really appreciate it. Jason, thank you so much for having me and we will be in touch and I look forward to hearing this online. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Kavnis HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit KavnisHR.com or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook at Kavnis HR. Thanks again, and be great every day.